it's just us now. You and me. And I need you to listen to me. You couldn't have saved them. There is nothing you could have done. You couldn't have known. The birds. The way they took to the sky. I should have sensed it. This isn't your fault. I should have taken him with me. Karim. Lita. I failed, Michael. I failed then. I know it feels that way. But you didn't. You didn't fail them. And I won't fail you. Now or ever, I am with you. The entire crew is with you. We're gonna do everything in our power to make sure you make it back safely. But I need you to trust me right now. Welcome to D Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. I am one of your hosts, Johnson Lee, and with me is my co-host, Mike Thurlow. Mike, how are you this fine Thursday late evening? Yes, we are uh, recording quite late. Well, I can't help it if you're so busy. Oh, I'm so busy. Yes, we both are so busy. Yeah. It's yeah, this week has crazy. been crazy. No, I'm doing all right. I'm tired. I am. Uh, yeah, yesterday was a bit exhausting. I so it was a long day. Yeah, very long day yeah. for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, had to rewatch the episode just to have it fresh in my mind today I because barely remember it, but I'm sure we'll chop through somehow. Yes, we will. There's some some great scenes. Yeah, some reminiscent scenes, some really, uh, really good scenes on this week's Discovery. Um, well, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. Yeah, we uh, drove up to Massachusetts on Thanksgiving morning mm-hmm. and then went to my brother-in-law's sister's house with a bunch of family. And That's right. Um, yeah, and uh, it was good. Yeah, Dennis was a huge hit. With As usual. The, yes. So, yeah, it was good. Uh, I got to spend a couple of days with the kids and my sister. And, yeah, it was really good. Had a great talk with my sister when we came back from Thanksgiving. Um, mm-hmm. Dennis and my brother-in-law, Ed, both passed out. And so my sister and I were up drinking and just talking. <laughs> so, That's nice. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. So we chatted about everything going on and yeah it was good did you um, did you two get anything really good for black friday 
Oh, so yeah. So you mean the two hour trek to Rentham outlets? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I got some, you know, I got some nice jeans, uh, a couple a t-shirt and a sweater. Mm -hmm. Those are the highlights for me, but Dennis got a new work bag. From oh yeah. Toomey. I saw a, a um, work bag. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it was fun, you know, it was, I wouldn't, it was hellish traffic and I bet, it, oh you know, I, I could have found a slightly faster probably way to get there, but really wasn't thinking about it. Cause I do know the area it's, I just forgot about another way to get there. And, uh, by the time I thought of it, which was like, I don't know, 45 minutes into the two hour drive. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're talking a two hour drive for like five miles. Oh God! I, I mean, it was, it was maybe not five miles, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was probably five, five, maybe, maybe eight miles away. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So, but it was good, you know. I mean, we we just yeah, we chatted and sat in traffic, and it was what it was. If you didn't have the dog, would you have taken like the Amtrak? Oh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I think we still would have driven up. Okay. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I mean, clearly riding alone, you know, riding in our little bubble or whatever is, um, you know, still preferable to riding with people. Sure. So, sure. you know, in the news today, you know, it's, uh, and it's pretty clear that Omicron or, yeah, Omicron. I want to call it Unicron, but it's not. That's the Transformers enemy. Um, <laughs> Omnicron, or I don't even know if it's Omnicron. Is it Omnicron? Omicron? I don't know if it, I think it's Omnicron. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, it's already here. I mean, not that we didn't expect it. This is New York City. Yeah. I mean, there are like, you know, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of flights that come in here from all over the world every yeah. day. So Impossible. not surprising that it's already here. Yeah. So, totally. um, so yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm glad we drove up. Um, yeah, it was good. You know, it was a good trip. We came back Saturday night. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So Hamish continues to get sick on the on the drive up. Oh, was... my God. I can't. <laughs> when you were like, he like threw up and pooped in the car. I was like, that's uh, that's disgusting. I would just have burned down the car and left it. <laughs> like, that's gross. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It I mean, it wasn't as bad as we thought it was or I thought it was. But yeah, it was. But the, the drive was really smooth. There was like next to no traffic we left at like eight o'clock nine o'clock in the morning next to no traffic got up there about 12 30 12 45 so it's a pretty smooth ride but other than uh hamish getting sick and there not being really any place to pull over oh god uh until we got well into connecticut okay. into a night so yeah Ugh. but it was fine it was fine oh my god so i really yeah. can't have a dog i, I can't look at this i can't <laughs> i can't um but good for you guys so how was your thanksgiving it was all right um i saw my mom we hung out probably for half a day too long because by the end they were screaming um <laughs> but it was fine um i definitely did a bit of black friday shopping i'm a total coral junkie so i bought oh, like all yes. this coral i bought some fish um i I did buy, I did buy um, like 
some random stuff on Amazon. I bought a jacket from Zara. So oh, there was okay. that. So yeah, I definitely spent money. Um, it was wow. It was, it was uh yes, definitely expenditures happened. But you know, it was good. It was it was relaxing. I it was nice to just have like a good handful of days where I didn't have to think about work. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah. But now yeah, we're back good and it's like it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it yeah, never happened and now crazy. it's just like waiting for Christmas. Oh, yes. You guys have Which off, right? You, you, have, you have off between Christmas and New Year's? Uh, yeah, I'm going to work one day. Um, okay. That's really it between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, I've still got two personal days to take. Got it. So, and those I have 20. I have like 20 personal days. Well, but... no. So these are personal, personal days, not PTOs. Oh, okay. So you have, you know, we have sick time, we have personal time and we have vacation time. Oh, got it. So the personal days expire in the year that they're given. So we have three uh, personal days a year. So, okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to take two of those work one day and then I have Monday and Friday already off. So, um, cool. yeah, I guess I'm doing anything. I don't know. Oh, no, I mean, he's, uh, Dennis has to work and yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, you know, I will probably just uh, relax and catch up mm-hmm. on some reading and watching TV. Relaxing. Nice. That yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, we have to figure out what we're going to do for this little po- podcast through the holidays. I mean, I guess you're going to be around, right? So we could. I'll be around that. and discovery is going to keep on going so oh that's true yep yeah. you know we'll figure it out i'm sure yeah we'll work through it it's well, not like it's not, i'm going anywhere the... i say my mom for a few days yeah. but that's it so yeah, okay yeah we'll figure it out um cool. cool so we do have some things to talk about so why don't we get into this week's well really last week's at this point last week's discovery episode Anomaly. Hey. Hi, sorry. Um, I just wanted to thank you uh, for your advice, uh, Shadira. It can be hard for them to let others see past how bright they are. Yeah. You have a very uh, light touch with people. I really admire that. You do too. Usually. Yeah. I think um, you were right about me feeling pressure. Um, not about the station, but I mean, don't get me wrong, that was just unbelievably shitty, but, um... But this is something bigger? Yeah, like, things just don't f- feel the same way that they used to, like, I don't know, something's off, or, um, I'm off, uh... I don't know, I was kind of hoping that we could talk about it sometime. Like, talk, talk, like, uh, professionally. Of course. And whatever it is, we'll figure it out together. Hmm? Okay. <laughs> that wasn't so hard. <laughs> Just a little awkward, not, but not hard. You did good. Thank <laughs> you. I want to go dig into that data. All right. All right. Go save the world. No, I will. Cool. 
So um, yeah, I barely remember this episode. I mean, I'm sure my memory will jog as we talk about it. Um, but Mike, why don't we start with you? Because that will help me since you actually just rewatched it. What did uh, you think of Anomaly? And what were some of the standouts for you in this episode? I would love to know. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I would say that this is one of the most stressful episodes maybe in all of Discovery. I don't know. What? Really? Yeah, I feel, I felt like it was really stressful. Oh, man. And, and it just like things just kept on getting ratcheted up in level, you know, uh, definitely uh, a lot going on here. So the most uh, stressful episode for me, I, it's such a random episode, but it stands out to me so well. Um, I don't know how well you remember it. Season one episode. Oh, season one throwback when they, when, um, Michael, uh, was on the Klingon ship member and they were, they were jumping, they had to jump around it 133 times. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you had Admiral Cornwell was there. Um, Vox slash whatever. (laughs) She's, she's was there. Yeah. Um, but Michael has to like duel it out and then um Stamets has to like hold on. It was like there was a lot going on in that episode. That was like fucking stressful. Wow. Yeah. That's uh that's a huge throwback. So that's when you think of stressful, that is it was just like a lot okay. going on. There's a lot going on, a lot of action. Um it was similar, I think, to what you're saying. It was just like there was a lot of layers of tension um happening. Like the thing is for me here, um, I didn't think Bo was gonna die or anything. Like, you know, I, I I certainly didn't think so. There were like no like um like big um I mean I kind of felt like that that was a possibility. Not that it, you know, not that it w- would happen, but I I I felt the I felt the the possibility. And I, huh. I think that that's what the the writers wanted to create, right? Was this you know, whether, you know, whether Michael could get through the book and kind of ground him and bring him back or not. Interesting. Uh, felt, felt, felt real. I mean, I, I really felt like, yeah, well, so, you know, coming off of last week and just seeing how shell shocked book Mm. is, um, and Michael, Michael just feeling lost. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, no doubt about it. He's his homeworld was destroyed. His nephew and his brother were are presumably dead. Um mm-hmm. as as most of the people the of Quajonians. Yes. I was, I was trying to think if we could call them Quajonians or Quajonians, no. the Quajons. Uh, but uh so there's that, but also she, Michael doesn't know how to get through to him. Mm-hmm. So there's that piece of it. Um yeah, there's just there's a lot of conflict. Uh Conflict that you know, n- not not headbutting conflict, but definitely some like what what's she gonna do? She's torn between being a captain and being a partner, right? Uh, to book and uh, you know, um, I I think that it just you didn't know what was gonna happen. I mean, you put Stamets and Book together, which never happened. I love that. That I was love, good. I love that. That was really good. Yes. Um, that was like have, a. Uh, that was like a Tilly and Mariner kind of situation where it's like 
we don't know each other at all. Like we never, we never have a not Tilly, uh, not Tilly. It was um, oh my god, um, yes. it was um, Tendi, Tendi, goodness, Tendi, Tendi. Ooh, Star Trek. I at least remember her first name, Tendi and Mariner. So goodness, Tilly. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it was definitely like that. That feeling. Um, we have the awesome return of Saru. Yep. Mr. Oh Saru God. and Saru, so wow, cool. what a what a great dynamic Doug Jones and, and Sonequa Martin Green have in this episode. Yeah, she needs uh, him so desperately. Like, I yeah, well, like so we talked about, there. she didn't really have anyone to balance her out and give her um, give her the perspective that she needed to be a better captain. And uh, yeah, right away she she relies on him, and he, you know, I thought all of that was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's what Michael needed. I felt, you know, it definitely brings more balance to to the ship. Um, and then, then you know, my part of my one of my favorite scenes is Tilly and Saru walking down the corridor. That was a great, very scene. reminiscent of last season when he he was talking to her as her as his first officer. Mm-hmm. So it had that very reminiscent feeling, and uh, just her awkwardness with him and. Um, which I just I just thought it was excellent, just so excellent that 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 scene was just really great. Um, and so I liked that. how like he like it was a small gesture, but he put his hand on her back as it entered a turbo lift. Mm. Um, it was just it was just nice. It was like you know Saru was there to listen and to you know say the right things or not say the right things and just listen and like grant wisdom yeah. you know it's like he's so great he's so great yeah he Love is him. he's he's like the uh he i mean he has earned not that he didn't need to but he earned that pin that he wears that is a uh, venerated elder or whatever it is mm-hmm. for kaminar and um yeah it was just great to have him back uh then we have you know we have Oh, so the elephant in the room that we haven't talked about is uh, uh, Stamets' joke about being shoved out an airlock. It was funny. It was Uh, like too soon. (laughs) Yeah, it was was an interesting, um, yeah, just an interesting perspective. So there was some speculation on on another podcast that perhaps a book might explain talk about the first five months of this journey because we're five months in since the finale. And uh, so maybe there's some more conflict. I think we all expected a ton of conflict. between. I definitely expected more conflict between um, Michael and Stamets, but I guess they, they kind of almost addressed it here in some way. With a joke and and yeah. And then I feel they're ready to kind of just move on. You know? Yeah, I mean, we thought that that was one. I mean, everyone thought that. I thought was that was gonna be set up for like a major ongoing yeah. conflict for this yep. season. Major but, drama of this season, and and it's, I feel they kind of decided to just whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fine. So maybe it'll be covered in a book. Who knows? Um, not that you know, you need to know that. But it was, and I, I guess it was acknowledging the last season, and then we're moving forward. And right. uh, you know, the awesome and amazing Wilson Cruz and as Doctor Culber. Mm-hmm. Had some great scenes. Uh, 
Yeah, this... Colbert and uh, Saru were really great in this episode because they yeah. basically went around like fixing people, <laughs> like you yeah. know, yeah, reassuring people. Yeah, just yeah. reassuring people, being there, listening, guiding. Uh, yeah, the count, you know, basically the counselor and the first officer of Discovery, and uh, yeah, thank, thank, uh, thank the gods for them. Uh, um, so yeah, I think that we we touched on like a zillion different things. So maybe we yeah. can um, to order our thoughts. I think it would be good to maybe look at the episode like from even from the beginning, like when obviously they're. Um, looking at that you have the little council at Federation headquarters. Oh yeah. Right. right yeah. And yeah. they're evaluating the anomaly and then book comes in. I don't like, he just, he just strolls in. I, you know, I, I thought that was interesting because he's not, he's not a member of Starfleet. So yes, go in like with everybody else. And it's awkward. Um, but I thought that that was, it was awkward because they were about to show the explosion at Quajon. Quajon getting destroyed. Uh, Getting wiped out by this anomaly. So, yeah. yeah, But also, the president did say that it's for, you know, Federation and non-Federation. This briefing was for Federation and non-Federation. So, it wasn't too... too, And obviously, he... But yeah, like, senior people. I guess, like, Book is the last member of his race, potentially, or, you know, at least representative. So, maybe he gets some clout. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, think I did like that scene a lot because uh, you know I love, uh, you know Miss Navarre, Miss President of Navarre. I'm sure. Um, you know, yes. I think we President get more of her in episode three, but I yeah. I love her. Um, so I'm, yeah. I love that we get a little bit of her, and I love that we get just a you know these shots of these like Federation and non Federation members. We get our first shot of a Frankie captain. Yes, like, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah uh, that was a that was a great little scene. Um, I'm still a big fan of Miss Federation President. I know you have mixed feelings, but I think she's great. I do have mixed feelings. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, but I, I think it's fine. You know, I think she's she's uh, doing what she needs to do. And yeah, um, yeah. And I, I, mean, I have I- questions about this anomaly. So it's five light years across. But right. I'm like, okay, great. But going back to even what I was saying last week, I mean, I feel we need to know more about this not only because it's like, does it travel faster than light? Because if it doesn't, because that has not been established. If it doesn't travel faster than light, it's like, it, it's not really a threat. It, it was, it's going to take forever to go anywhere. Um, even at the speed of light, actually. Even at the speed of light, it's going to take forever to get anywhere. You know, so I, I need more information um, about not only the anomaly, but also the science consultants and what they're doing. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you know, so the, the theory, right, was that there are two black holes circling one another. Right. And they're sort of like proceeding through Which the galaxy. isn't that unusual, by the way, to, for two black holes to be circ- circling one another um, in at least in the... In the, in the galactic scale of things. Scale? Okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I assume that the science is pretty, that they've gotten some rather, rather solid science behind this somewhat. Maybe. Maybe. But the, the thing about we, that we learn is that 
well, twofold. We learn that when they get there to the anomaly, mm -hmm. it is only a single black hole. Or it's one object. It looks like one object. It's yeah, but they said it's not what they expected. They, Correct. they, they assumed it was two black holes. It's yes, not right not. now. Right. Um, and then at the end, we find that it changes course. Right. On its, by some unknown right. function. So I actually, when I watched it again today, I was like, I wonder what Johnson will think about this from a scientific perspective, because, uh, you know, clearly that's, it's, it seems scientific, right? They're going to attack it from a, a scientific perspective, mm -hmm. but it no longer seems like a natural phenomenon, like a scientific right, phenomenon. Non. And so, you know, last year they pulled the storyline from a Ursula Le Guin story. I'm wondering where they're pulling this story idea yeah. from. And not that I'm, I'm not a well of science fiction, you know, historical, you know, ideas or whatnot. So I, I'm thinking that this is probably something that has been out there before. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I think that we're going to find that there's some other cause to this anomaly, probably, right? Probably, probably. I mean, like, I think that is hard to, the thing is with just like a scientific mystery, I feel if there's no, if there's no kind of face behind it, it kind of is, I feel that it only goes so far in terms of the drama and tension it causes, because I think that's what the point, I think that's what they might be pointing to. It's like, if it is, it, it shouldn't just like change direction without any sort of reason. Um, right. You have like weather patterns, right? Like for example, and there's reason why hurricanes move in a certain direction. There's, there's like, you know, there's natural causes to it. It's predictable to a certain extent. Right. Um, yep. But if it just moves in an unexpected direction, there's probably like cause behind it. Like someone is doing something, you know? So I won't be surprised if at the end of the day, it's like being, someone's behind it or some entity behind it who knows yeah you know uh, it brings me so some things some ideas came up for me like is this a is this the universe being torn apart by the warp fields that have been generated and this is a result of that which would be like a sort of a climate justice perspective from you know as from, as always star trek is trying TNG to... season seven days yes is that what is that, that it what was the name of that episode uh, you would you're the uh repository of those informations uh but remember. while you look that up while you look that up there's so there's that idea in my head like is this like suddenly did 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 the reintroduction of dilithium and warp suddenly initiate something again that uh was always bound to happen which is the collapse of you know the subspace or whatever it was force of, uh, nature. So force of nature force of nature there you go so there's that idea in my head there's also um what was the other idea that it came to my mind um so there's that and you know what part of me what why i think that is is because remember in the first episode we get that they're starting to explore other means of traveling the galaxy hmm, okay, so okay. i thought that that's a little bit more than um then a hint, you know, it could be, you know, it could be an indication of more to come, you know, why, why, why that? Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of see, I, I thought I had one other idea about it, but I, you know, I, I've, 
I feel like there's a there's going to be some sort of um, metaphor or uh, lesson yeah, yeah, yeah. we're yeah, gonna absolutely. try to learn from this. Yes, uh, learn, there, learn there is some there is there is some cause to this, right? And right, um, what is what is the what is the cost of all of this going to be? So, um, so yeah, figure so, out by the end of the season. But that's also why um, why I felt like the episode had been ratcheting up you know, with everything through this episode, because it, you know, gets quiet towards the end. And then Tilly brings to Saru this problem, this new problem. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we have no idea scientifically why this would do it, right, be doing right. this. So, yeah. you know, there, so there's that whole, you know, we're, we're gone, we've gone from a five, five light year long, wide, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, phenomenon to something that is, even more unexplainable scientifically. Sure. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah. So we'll yeah, I, yeah. I, I think yeah, um, so we'll see where that kind of takes us. Yeah. I still think though that if it's not traveling faster than speed of light, it doesn't really pose a threat to much, too many things. So we'll see. I guess maybe maybe they'll address that. They just need to say maybe? they just need to say it like, oh, it's traveling faster than speed of light. Then I'll be like, okay, great. Then it's like, then I, I believe it will be a thing. But I don't think it is because obviously Discovery is at like a sub sublight speed. They're not at warp when they're yeah. chasing it. So yeah, I yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Cause then it really isn't a threat to many things. I mean, it's still a problem, but it takes light, but you know, even if it was trying to speed of light, it would take forever to get anywhere. Like yeah, really, so really, that's a good really question. I don't, you know, yeah, how is no. it traveling? I mean, it's clearly traveling through space at some speed. Yeah. Um, so. yes, anyway, we don't, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Um, so, yes, we get that scene. And then we get back to Discovery where they are ordered to jump to um, look at the anomaly. And they're like, oh, it's not, you're saying it's not two black holes, it's something else. Um, yep. And this is where I think we get a lot of, the scenes. This is where we get the setup of the scene with Book and Stamets, um, yeah. and Stamets kind of being hologram form on Book's ship. And um, yeah, I really liked. Um, just to go back to this point, I really liked um, how we unpacked the their relationship, non relationship, but also the awkwardness of it. Um, I really yeah. did enjoy that. I, I really found that to be touching when. Um, Stamets eventually came to the realization of why he felt awkward with Book, which was that Book was the one to save his family when he couldn't be in that position to do so. I really like yeah. that. You know, I, because I think yeah. Stamets didn't even realize it until he processed it um, out loud with Book. Right. Yeah, and 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 Michael had nothing to do with that. I mean, they, she, he didn't bring her up. Like she was not part of this conversation. So it really, um, yeah, I think it took the even more wind out of the sails of their kind of supposed conflict uh, yeah. from season from the end of season three. So yeah, so there, there, there's that whole storyline, and then we've got the Adira um, Gray storyline, which is touched on this new Gollum. Yeah, that which is make kind her- of like. I don't how are you feeling about the um I, I do want to ask you how you feel about the Adira and Gray storyline. I, I do want your thoughts on that. 
I, I, I'm, I love the connection to Picard. I, I know it's, yes, and it's that not, was fun. It's not, it's not forced. It's, and it's, it's sort of very treated very historically. Right. Um, obviously we're, we're talking and about color helping... was just like, Oh yeah. Some Admiral named Picard. Like he wouldn't know Picard, you know, like, yeah, he was before Picard. He, you know, most of the experiences before Picard. So yeah. All he knows and it's interesting. Like, Cause my, my thought was, What's going to happen when Q changes the timeline, <laughs> and like, how does it, how is this going to affect Discovery in the thirty second century? So, um, um, you know, we'll probably never know. It's probably off scene, but are off screen. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am. I'm excited to see what they do with this. I think that this gives this idea of giving um, Gray a body and transposing his consciousness which is alive and well in adira uh to to him to to them um to this golem i think is a really interesting storyline about trans visibility and um also the whole idea of like choosing your body and how you want to display it and you know all the all those issues that you know, frankly, I'm not the person, not the most, edu- you know, not the smartest person about this. Um, but I think it's a great um, metaphor for for that. And I think I think it's a great way to educate people on this, on trans visibility and uh, that whole topic. So I think it's really good. I, I also think it's going to be interesting when this all happens, uh, when Adira loses Gray, being always there, right, right. How is that going to impact her, and where are we going to take that storyline? That's going to be interesting, I think, for from from here. So there's that. I you know I I think I, I mean I like this dynamic. I, I mean Culber said he was definitely going to bring, do everything he could to give Gray form. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think that it was the nice touch about it, too, was the whole idea of, you know, removing the mole and, and just being able to choose your own body. I think that's uh, that's a great um, example. So it's we'll see how it kind of plays out. I, I think it's not going to be fraught. I don't think it's going to be smooth. I, I think it's going to be fraught with mm-hmm. challenges and and some good good dialogue and good drama and you know i'm interested to see the family of culber and stamets and adira and then now and bringing gray to life for them because gray uh stamets has never met gray mm-hmm. so there's that only saru and culber have met gray right 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 um I, and I guess, oh no, Michael had already left. So Michael has not met Gray at all either. No, so. I think, yeah, I think only Culber has met Gray, right? So I, I guess this, I, this Culber and Saru. Uh, Saru, yes, Saru did too, yes. Uh, so I, I'm hoping that we won't suffer any like sacrifices of, you know, Gray being sacrificial to, to help save something towards the end of the season or whatever i hope that won't happen i hope no that... i don't think so i do uh, feel that like um for me i i do feel that the it, it felt a little bit to me it felt like kind of having an aside with um 
Gray and Adira and the Golem felt a little bit forced to me. Like we kind of have to like visit them to see how the progress is going. It, it felt very, because all the other things are happening felt very connected to this main storyline, whether it is Tilly and um, like Til- Til- Tilly and Adira and their attention and, I loved, by the way, this is for this is another piece of conversation, like Tilly basically almost echoing what we were talking about last week, which is she felt lost. Like, you know, she doesn't know her place. I love that scene, by the way, between her and Culber. Um, yeah, but I do too. These... Well, there are two scenes, actually, and they're both excellent. But, so there's um, the one where she's asking for help, and then there's the one where he's advising her after she's snapped at Adira. Right, yes. So, right. um um, so he does he does a great job with that. Yeah, I I can see that, but I also think that so I think this gives Adira and Gray a storyline. Tilly's definitely gonna have her own storyline, which I'm super excited to see how that develops. Uh, you know, Stamets uh, has committed to book to figuring this all out. So I think mm-hmm. that that's sort of his storyline. Like, how is he going to deliver to book? Sort of to pay back. It's uh, the way that I'm looking at it now is he's going to do everything he can Mm -hmm. to pay back book for saving his family. Uh, Now that he realizes that now that the realization and all that is clicked in. So there's that piece, you know, there's Michael and her ongoing tension with the president. Um, There's Saru and his being torn between Kaminar and Starfleet, Um, you know, and then hopefully we'll weave in some other, you know, characters uh storylines you know i, I yeah, know, yeah, that no, we I, haven't... I think it's fine like yeah I, I don't disagree that everyone's like kind of on their own journeys i just felt that for this episode it felt a little bit disconnected because all they did a really great job kind of weaving in everyone else's experiences and their individual journeys to this larger narrative that's happening yeah. with this gravitational anomaly and the structure of quajon that's what i'm saying um Got obviously okay. everyone has their own growth areas blah blah, blah. it just felt a little bit um as an aside um i would mm-hmm. love for it to you know eventually weave in more organically it just felt like you know we have like plots a b c d e and we have to like visit plot e really quickly to make sure that's you know it's like watering the plant making sure that it's like growing you know um yeah yeah i, I do actually think um i'll be honest i, I actually think that this storyline is um one of the ones that i'm actually least invested in um it's hard for me to say why actually um you know, I like a, I like Adira and I, but um, in terms of Gray, I am not particularly invested in Gray as a character. Um, I think, I don't know if that's because most of the interactions that we have with Gray has just been with Adira while we see Adira have, you know, just due to the nature of who Adira is and who Gray is, have much more connected relationships with everyone else. While Gray definitely at the moment is really, it's almost like, he, like they're almost like an accessory um, to Adira. So yeah, I am, I, while I appreciate it, particularly from a representation standpoint, um, I'm not feeling it. Um, it's fine. I'm glad it's there. Um, but I'm actually more invested in Book, who is not really one of my favorite characters. It's fine. Um, I'm more invested in his journey right now because of 
obviously the the larger tie to the larger plot of the season, right? Um, then then Gray's story, which will be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure that to your what you're saying, I'm sure there'll be um it's it's probably gonna be we're probably gonna get some um echoes of uh, what Stamets uh, and Culber went through, you know, when Culber came back and like, remember, and then it, there was, it was awkward because it was like, they had a very specific time relationship before and then Culber died and then came back. And then it was like, he had to find himself. I'm, I feel there's probably going to be a little bit of that um, with Greg coming back and, oh, I have a new body and, you know, I'm not tied to Desiderio anymore. And, he, you know, he's going to have to find his own place. Um, so. Yeah. And how that affects Adira, which is actually for me, more of an interesting piece of this is how that's going to affect it. And whether, you know, Stamets can kind of guide her through that, having been through that with Culber, but maybe, you know, maybe that's going to be the tie between the two of them and, and, and mm-hmm. him maybe not doing a great job or not being able to do it at all because he's trying to save the galaxy. Uh, so there's, you know, I think that we might see some, some of old Stamets rear its head a little bit and, and be a little bit more focused on work than family. And so I think that it's, it's probably going to be an interesting, it could be a very interesting discussion about finding a balance between work and, 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 and mm-hmm. personal life, you know, work-life mm-hmm. balance. Um, well, I again, feel like Culver's going to be, I feel Culver's going to be kind of the mother hen figure. While Stamets is off trying to figure out this anomaly situation, Culver's yeah. going to be there to make sure that um, their adoptive family, children family kind of, you know, that he's helping the emotional ups and downs. Yeah, uh, I, I think it'll be interesting. Um you know, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's, I think it's got potential. And I think you're right. We need to see, you know, Gray is a hard character to be invested in because other than, you know, feeling, feeling great about the representation aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think that it is one of the characters that we know the least about. It's very right. tied to Adira. Right. You know, we, we still don't know a lot about Adira. You know, we'll see where um, at this, this dynamic between them goes. I am even though it's not the, at least for me, I don't have that emotional investment in what is happening. I am definitely, I agree with you. I'm I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. In the meantime, I think that we get a lot of great scenes with Adira and Adira making efforts to really impress Tilly. And that I really, I really like those moments where, Tilly was just like not having it. Tilly was having a bad day. And Tilly had to also recognize that Adira was kind of like in, like, because I think Adira is essentially Tilly season one this season. So I agree that Adira is very much like Tilly of season one, awkward and trying to find their place yeah. in the crew and in the ship. So they're on that journey that we saw Tilly on. We still don't know what Tilly's journey is going to be this season. So, uh, you know, I don't know if she can help them with this eventually after she deal after Tilly deals with her own stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, hopefully she'll be able to help uh, Adira 
adjust and, and figure this out, you know, as well. So, yeah, I think both of their journeys are going to be interesting, an interesting part. But I'm definitely excited about Tilly because I felt like Tilly has been off. Like, it's, you know, from that scene that Tilly and Michael had very brief at Starfleet Academy, that mm-hmm. really, you know, to Which me. Which is really just one episode ago, but it really fell off. For sure. Yeah, I felt off, you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, Tilly is definitely dealing with uh, the repercussions of what happened at the end of season three. So, uh, but there's something else going on. And I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in hearing, figuring out what, because I, I, you know what I need? I need, I need, a, I need Tilly back. Like there's, I think she's going through like almost it's almost like a quarter life crisis or something. She's probably like what in her mid twenties, like upper twenties, maybe right. She's probably yeah. like just like figuring things out. Like you know, I I think Tilly probably came in and she knew she wanted to be on the command track, and she you know she was smart, awkward, but now that she's been kind of recognized for her ability to do shit. Now she needs to probably figure out what she wants in some ways. Like, does she yeah, want to I think, down you know, path? That's certainly, you know, yeah. She's not the yeah. awkward ensign anymore. Um, she's now a lieutenant, but what does that mean? I'm sure there's like a lot of, you know, a lot of people in their 20s, early 30s go through like existential questions like that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, that's a good, good point. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, I think that. Yeah, Tilly, Tilly is sort of the heart of this show in a lot of ways for me. And uh, the emotional heart, yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, so I, I really want to see, you know, I want to see her come back and be strong again. And, you know, so I actually think that we're seeing the repercussions of season three in Tilly now. Mm-hmm. Plus what you say, I think about searching for your purpose and your what you're what you're you want to do. But I think she's also dealing with some recent failures that are probably sort of plaguing her this is one thing i do like about discovery where um you know as much as i complain about discovery sometimes i i do love these more nuanced um character development areas where they recognize that some people just kind of feel this law like the sense of like being unsure or or even malaise right it's a very like, I think we oftentimes can feel that sense of malaise in our lives and we just don't know what's next. We don't know where we are, where we stand. And it's a very nuanced um, thing to kind of feel and talk about. Which I, So that's one thing I actually really like that um, I feel that that's probably what Tilly may be feeling. Um, it's just like uh, trying to figure out where you belong, right? And it's not like you're like completely lost and it's not like you're in a bad place, right? It's not like an extreme where you're like gung-ho and passionate or you're like completely like lost it's kind of like you're kind of just coasting or you're kind of just you know you're you're going along right um and i feel that that's almost where tilly is right now yeah no uh, that's a great great point so let's uh i'm looking forward to seeing where that goes um anything else that we can think about for this episode i mean no, oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about like really much the the action scenes. Um, I thought that they did. I mean, <laughs> there's a. Have you noticed that there are like basically these vents in the back of the bridge that just spew fire? That's, That's like they're so yes. purpose. 
I was just about to tell say that to you. Yes, I noticed that so many they're times. They're just there to like spew fire, and I don't know where the yes. rocks are coming from. The, I don't know if they also shoot rocks out, but it's like there's like pebbles and rocks and fire, and that's all the yes. best. Do. <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, it's almost, yes, it's a little too I, much. It's a little. Like literally, it is a, like pyrotechnics. It is like it is. Yeah, it's it's pyrotechnics for the sake of pyrotechnics, and I think right. it actually Every time is like a bump. It's like there's fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, it's it's too much, and it's not the right kind of explosions. Uh, you know, it, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah, it really it actually. I I really was impressed with the obviously the stunt work that was in this yeah, episode, very cool. which is really good. But I really felt like the pyrotechnics and the explosions around it were sort of too much extra. It was so extra, it's yeah, it's, and, and not really realistic. I mean, you know, you didn't you didn't even in bookship. I think that there was a there was a little bit of a level. Well, you know, from the first episode. Well, even from this up, there wasn't really any crashes in this episode, but they sort of, you know, I thought it was a little bit much when Book revisited the explosion that sent him, you know, when he got up to the the planet, explode, the moon exploding in front of him and he got hit like that whole explosion. Yeah, just I think that they're overdoing it on the pyrotechnics this year a little bit too much. A little too much. Uh, and it doesn't it's not making it's not making the for me, it's not making it feel any more real. It's not, it's not, it's not contributing to the, to the reality of. It's not adding to the drama of it. Like, no, it's not. I think that the, the, the losing the gravity, I think that that was great. Um, You know, I think that if something's going to explode or, you know, there's got to be a, a a reason for that. Like things just don't spew fire because you, you're getting hit by some rocks or a wave, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. uh, You know, it's, so, they made like too much money to burn, so they're like, let's just put it into like fire and like pebbles or something. Yeah, it's just it's not really adding a lot for me. Uh, yeah, I was actually distracted by that and not not impressed. I thought it t- it actually took me out of the story. Like it made me believe that they were on a set and not actually like experiencing this in space. Like it just felt too. It's just too much. Yeah, it, it was too much. So yeah, I totally wanted to bring that up. Yeah, when you when you mentioned the the. The action sequences. I mean, this the stunt work is amazing, but the explosions are too much, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I, so there's that. Uh, what other action sequences are there? I mean, that's primarily the bri- lot of bridge action sequences, and also the you know one of the things other than the bridge scene, really, we're we've been looking at this for a while, are these intimate scenes with two characters, and I think mm-hmm. that we're really seeing that as being part of the COVID um experience of filming um oh good point that's interesting you know so there's a ton of two people scenes and that's it you know Mm -hmm. not even a lot of background uh not no background actors really maybe maybe one um but not a lot of background actors and and a lot more scene with the most people would be that council scene when they have that meeting yep yeah, but all, you know, all spread out, which is obvious. And, you know, who knows how many people were, you know, in, in that filming at a time, you know. Sure. Yeah. You know, so, inserted. Who knows? Well, you know, it just cut appropriately. Um, and then, yeah, or, and digitally put together, whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, 
I think we're seeing, I, I'm liking these two people scenes, like the Saru and Michael scenes are really great. The Michael and Book scenes are great. The Tilly and Saru, like Colburn, Tilly with Adira, you know, just, or Adira and Colbert, like everything is two people scenes. And I yeah, think that, yeah. um, and then, you know, I, I've been paying more attention to the overhead announcements in Discovery. Oh yeah, uh, I've been noticing that too. Yeah, so they've funny. been doing that like a lot more. Season for some reason. Yeah, I think it's to create that feeling. They they can't create that feeling with people in the background, so they have to. That's the way that they're creating the the idea that this is a living, breathing ship with mm-hmm. characters on it. You know that. Yeah, I think there was one about like, oh, there's security drills or something. I don't even remember. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It was there was some interesting kind of I don't know odd. Yeah, announcements. This is a security briefing in five minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I, yeah, so yeah. Totally so been noticing think, that. Yeah, so I mean, I, while I like the two people scenes, I, I think that it's, yeah, I think what we're, the stuff that we're seeing is, it's different. It's a different, uh, different experience. Obviously, we've heard that from the actors. So at Star, Star Trek Las Vegas uh, and and in interviews. So, right, I mean, it's right. the number one question that every everyone is asking in interviews is, what was it like filming? And right. uh, so we we know that it's no, it's no longer new news. And I hope that any future, I, remind me if we ever get to interview someone about season four that I don't ask that question. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's clear that there are a lot of protocols in place, rightfully so, but... Um, but they're yeah. doing a good job. I mean, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not distracted by, by that. I mean, I'm enjoying, like you're saying, I am enjoying some of these more intimate scenes because yeah, we're getting a really, absolutely. a lot of really great conversations out of it. So, yep. you know, I, I'm, I'm there for it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh, and so yeah. uh, we also get like a, Bryce has like a moment. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah Bryce. he does. Yeah. Yay for puts- Bryce. Yes, yeah. uh, he's actually he actually got to give a, a on the a on Instagram. He he gave, got to uh, he he gives it obviously in the show, but then you know the Star Trek logs Instagram. He actually got to do a personal log about sharing that experience. Oh, cool! Yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll get to see more of Reese and and Awoshika. We see that every year. <laughs> like it's like every year we we're like hopefully we'll get like a little bit more of the rest of the senior staff. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's like it comes in drips and drabs, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope we get more. I mean, it's it's a hope. I mean, so far, we haven't really been delivered on that too, too much. Well, we got Reese in the captain's chair for like five minutes. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, Bryce got a moment in episode two. Maybe each episode, they'll, you know, someone, <laughs> like everyone will get a moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean that. Those are you know that's a lot to talk about for for uh, this episode. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we went through most of it. Yeah, stakes are even higher by the end, and uh, yeah, which is you know uh, when you think about it, like gosh, th- this crew needs a vacation. No, already. I know. Um, it, they need a break. All right. Well, I think that does it for Anomaly. Um, so why don't we move on to, we have more to talk about. So why don't we move on to some off topic?
Sounds good. So why don't you start this one? Um, since you have your, your list of television shows that you've been watching and other things. Uh, wow. I mean, it's been a, I feel it's been a while since we talked about off topic. I mean, yeah. there's a lot since last time we spoke, I, I finished the morning show and foundation, neither of which you watched. Right. So I don't, yeah, I did not. I just, you I mean, I, I barely have time to watch what we do have and adding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. But I, I, I'm intrigued more and more about foundation. I have not heard anything about the invasion series. Oh my God. Don't bother. It's bad. I mean, I watched, like, I think we talked about it at the first, I've watched the first three episodes and right. it was so slow. It's like, where are the aliens? Like we had get yeah. some glimpses and then I was, and then I read reviews where they were like the whole season's like this. I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I can't. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it, I it's been time. pretty, pretty quiet on that front. Foundation uh, but, starts out a little slow, but it totally pays off at the end. It's excellent. Okay. I liked it. I think Foundation is yeah. really the only one. I mean, other than I, I did, you know, Morning Show and Foundation would probably be the only reasons to do that. Maybe over the Christmas holiday, if, if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, caught up in everything else that, of course, we have, you know, stuff coming out right around is Christmas. Is there anything else on Apple anyway. TV? Because I might pause my subscription. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure there's anything else noteworthy coming up yeah not that i've heard no so well there's that then um and i started watching succession because all my friends are like johnson you're not watching succession so i started watching succession and i like it it's one of those shows where you kind of dislike everyone so (laughs) i'm gonna have to like i don't know figure out like what i'm cheering for but it's good i mean it's hbo it's high quality you can see the dollar signs like it's like it's an expensive show you can tell and great actors brian cox is amazing i love brian cox um but everyone's unlikable this is the problem this is the only thing everyone's like unlikable so i don't know that's hard yeah you know yeah i can't get into a show if i can't like like yeah, you're not, you have no, you're not sure. Yeah, there's no one to cheer for. So, yeah. um, and as we've talked about, I am watching Cowboy Bebop, the live action version. I am, as I've said to you, I'm crawling through that show. I pause and then I'll do something else, and then I it pauses for so long that Netflix just decides. Oh, you're not watching it anymore, and it'll just turn off because I I cast it with Chromecast. So oh, like, okay, I see. It'll just, re- it just revert to like my screensaver or whatever. Whereas I watched it in two days and loved it, and then started it again last week. Yeah, um, I am appreciating it. I like the um, you know, there's definitely a lot of parallels to the anime, which I enjoy. Um, it's a little woke. <laughs> it's a little more woke than. Obviously, anime is, um, given that it's 20 years after the anime. Yeah. Um, and we get, we we both notice the same Star Trek Easter egg. Yes. Uh, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Cowboy Bebop that is not, um, it's not drawing me in as much as it has for you. Hmm. Um but at the same time, you know, I, I, I didn't even love the anime. Like, the anime I, I enjoyed, but, like, I, 
it's not an anime that I would be like, oh my God, like it's my favorite anime of all time. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm waiting, I'm I'm I have three episodes left. I have three episodes left. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. I mean, I think you already know that it's going to be different. Oh, yeah. Than the anime, how that For sure. plays out. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts as a 10 season arc uh, of this show. But I have. Yeah episode loved i i loved it i thought visually it was stunning the storyline we've talked a little bit about this i don't really like the actor who plays vicious mm-hmm. um i i and the reason why i don't like vicious in this whereas i thought and, and you have different thoughts on vicious versus i do, I do but mm-hmm. um but your your points are valid but i think for me it's too clive owen Owen E, like why? Um, I know. Yes, I understand. Yes, um, it, he's just too much like a young Clive Owen, and you know what? I'm just tired of Clive Owen being the bad guy all the time. And interesting. Um, interesting. Uh, but yeah, I just also don't really. They they make a point to try to have a lot of Asian actors in in this, which I think is important. Mm-hmm. But then the the major villain of the show is not. And uh, have you, I'm trying to think where you are in the story. Have you seen the elders and have yeah. they take, has, have the elders taken off their mask? No. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. All it's right. okay. Um, so there's that, that coming up that you'll be really excited about once okay. you see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I, I really feel disappointed in the casting of vicious and, and you mm-hmm. feel disappointed because he's not really as, uh, for lack of a better word, cool or cool, you know, cool. No, yeah, this just in anime is definitely like a cool character. Like I said, he's like animatic. Yeah, but he's very like he keeps his cool. That's yes. the thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, this vicious just goes off the handle. Yes, right. He does. He like, yeah. Which is a very different depiction of. Yeah. Of vicious, which is why also why I have a problem with them, but I also just don't like the. He's more car- he's like a cartoony villain. This is the problem. He's he's very like his his cartoonish versus the anime character, while being cartoon, um, is very mysterious and yes. he's if anything he's he's very under the radar. Like he's not the over the top kind of guy. He, you know, he he's ruthless, but um, he he's he subtle. never loses his cool. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's a thing. That's so, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's. Meanwhile, uh, this vicious like choose a scenery to death. You know. Yes, he does. That's so. for sure. Yeah. So there's that. But I, I really like Jet. I like. Um, Jet's great. I, I do like. I do like John Cho as as. Uh, yeah, I can agree. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't sure about John Cho. Obviously, I voiced that. Um, my my thoughts about John Cho, but he's not. The thing about John Cho is that he's not trying to be spike in i don't think he's trying to be exactly like spike in the anime you know he's like it's his own take on spike um and it's kind of more human spike and i'm fine with it yeah i am too and uh john cho looks amazing uh physically yeah Yeah, he looks good he he super slimmed down for this role Mm -hmm. and uh is ripped and uh but also slimmed down like not that he was ever a big guy, but 
No, but I mean, that's that's actually good. I mean, Spike in the anime, he's not like ripped either. He's he's just very lean. You know, he's lean and live. He's super lean, yeah. He's like more live than like, um, and he's agile than like big and bulky. So I thought that, um, yeah, he he fits the role physically. And uh, I'm not, I don't really like the storyline of the big, the other big villain in this, which I can't think of his name. The uh, Lafayette. Le Fool or the Fool? I don't know. It's French. Which one is this? I don't know. The French, the French guy, the French guy that with a paint, white painted face. I don't um, know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. All right. So you'll see. Uh, I mean, I'm down to the last three episodes. I don't know who you're talking about. I mean, yeah, no. So they haven't. I forget. He comes in later in the season for oh, sure. Okay. Okay. But it's the guy that floats and is super violent in the anime and um, is, uh, you know, beats the crap out of Spike so many yeah. times. And he has a he has a shield like you can't get through. You can't shoot him because he's got this shield oh. that protects. Uh, I mean, yeah, so. I don't even call his character an anime, whatever. I'll get there. Yeah, he's a pretty I mean, he's a pretty major character in like I think two episodes of the anime. Maybe maybe oh. just one even, but I think it was more like two. Um yeah, so you'll see it. I think once you finish it, you'll know what I'm talking about, but okay. I, I wasn't I wasn't super pleased with how they depicted that whole storyline. Okay. okay. Um so yeah. Um and there's more to yeah. So once you finish it, we'll have a lot more to talk about. Okay. But anyway, so that's Cowboy Bebop. Uh anything else you're really watching? I mean, it's that and like I think it's mostly that and my fish tanks. <laughs> yeah, right. for the most part. I'm trying to think what else I'm watching. I want to watch there's some stuff on anime that I anime. Mean, uh, there's some stuff on Netflix I want to watch. I do want to watch some anime on Netflix. Um but you may like there's like this um there's this anime series called Arcane. I don't know if you heard about it. It's like I've heard of it. Yeah, it's like a League of Legends anime. It's supposed to be amazing. So that is on my list. And then yeah. um, obviously the Expanse is right around the corner. Yes, it is. It, com- uh, it comes out in like a week. Away. Yeah, it's soon. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think. Yeah. So that's definitely coming up, uh, yeah, last season. So um, I'm very excited for that. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else are you watching other than re-watching Cowboy Bebop? Well, I am. Uh, so we finished The Great British Bake Off, which was. <laughs> of course. Everyone was... is talking about that, too. Yeah. And uh, it was a shocking it. Shocking finale. Uh, I mean, it was literally the best cooks that they've probably ever had in a finale, to be honest. Um, And uh, yeah, it was a shocking finale. I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. Although, you know, it was clear. I mean, so it broadcast on Tuesday before Thanksgiving in the UK. And so I had to totally avoid any spoilers or anything for. And then we watched it, I think, Friday night after we got back to the the hotel. Oh my god, so funny. Um, is that on Netflix so, or is it on Britbox? It's on Netflix. Oh. Okay. Um, but there's a definite delay and I I was really hoping that they were going to put it on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which I think would have been a good idea. Uh but they didn't. So there's that um I you know, I'm 
in my Netflix queue, I've got to finish season three of Sex Education. I did start watching this sh- Korean show called Sisyphus. Um, I watched. Oh, yeah, you talked about that. Sex yeah. Education is amazing. Oh my god. I haven't uh, haven't really gotten back to that. It's I think it's just, well, it's like fifteen episodes, and I, I just right. and they're like an hour long plus each, and it's a lot. Yeah. Um, so there's that. I mean, so we've also got Sex in the City coming back. Yes. Are you going to watch that? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I saw I'm the, the very full, full excited trailer for Just Like That. I'm very excited for it. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, I just, I'm, I, I'm excited. I, I love Sarah Jessica Parker. So I'm excited to see it uh, from that perspective. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. There's, there's The Expanse coming out. There's the book of Boba Fett, which is coming out right. at the end of the month right um so much yeah um and probably stuff i'm forgetting i mean each other i'm trying to think if anything there's else so in HBO's. much shit there's so much shit like uh, yeah i mean it's like, i have been survive? watching uh, on occasion i'm re-watching young justice on hbo oh wow okay all yeah, right. I'm sort of I'm reinvested in that. Um, I've, but I, I, I watched, watched the, like I, the first two seasons. Yeah, there's Young, four seasons. When it was on Cartoon Network, I think. Um, yeah, and yeah, it has to be like one of like the longest running shows with the fewest seasons. It's like it's taken so long to get a season four. It's just yeah, really yeah, and I, I I couldn't figure out where I left off, so I started all all over just oh, to man. get the whole storyline oh, and. God. Um, so there's that, uh, yeah. I, you know, I haven't been watching a lot of Prime right now, but um, you know, that's uh, I did. I for nostalgia on one day off that I had, I watched an episode of Space 1999 just to see because I'd never watched it. It's a 70s uh, sci-fi show. I was like, I don't know what that is. Um, but the Expanse is coming back. I'm really, I'm ready for that. I think I need to like go back and maybe watch the last couple of episodes of season five. Oh my God, it's like riveting. Yeah, it was a yeah. I think the you know maybe the last two or three episodes of season five will be a good prep oh for that. God. Riveting uh, slash harrowing. And, with Naomi, and with I Naomi. also oh my God. yes. Oh, with Naomi, yes. Wow. Yeah, intense. And then I haven't watched you know. There's nothing really on Disney except Hawkeye, which I have not yet watched. And I need I have to not watch that. watched Hawkeye. You said it's going to go yeah. reviews, right? I haven't even like, I, I I've seen, yeah, I've seen, I've thing. seen the, you know, people are saying it's, it's really good, um, but I have not watched it yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's that. And I, you know, other than Boba Fett coming back or not coming back, but um coming out coming out that'll be that'll be great yeah uh, some more star wars uh stuff there yeah um yeah so yeah i, I mean that's primarily and then and then i'm i'm finishing this uh the trilogy of uh neil schusterman's um scott arc of the skies um Oh, I'm and, watching Wheel of Time. I forgot about that. Wheel oh yeah, yeah. Totally. I have forgot. not started that either. How, how are you? Are you liking that or no? Yeah, no. I'm I'm liking it. The first, I, I think it premiered with like two episodes. I don't remember, um, which were good. It was like very much like set up, 
And then the last episode from last week, last Friday was very good. I was like, ooh, excellent. Um, so yeah, I'm liking it. Um, it's. Did it's, you read it? I forget. Did you read, read the books? I read seven no? books out of 14 and then I stopped. Okay. So you, do you remember the books at all or? I remember some elements of the books. Yes. As I, as I'm watching this, uh, some of the, some of the plot pieces are coming back. Yeah. Okay. It's good. I mean, we can talk about it. You are going to watch it, right? You're probably going to watch it. Yeah. I'll probably watch it over the Christmas. Yeah, uh, no, it's good. I have notes of <laughs> as course. I do, but overall I'm enjoying it. Yeah. All right, cool. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, we're not going to talk about it this week, but we are going to talk, maybe next week we'll talk about it if we can schedule this a little bit better. If our schedules align to record, but yes, uh, Coda, Book align. Two, Coda Book 2, you finished... Right over thanksgiving so we can finally talk about that and book three is already out and i've started listening to that oh my god um so that is um we're, we'll definitely uh be talking about that on the list maybe, maybe next week uh and then you have to get started reading book three. Oh my god i do it's a lot it's like homework so, did you ever read, speaking of reading, did you ever read Foundation? Did you ever read Foundation, no, the book? No, I never read it. So, yeah. Part of me wants to sort of read that before I watch the series. Just to... It's very different from what I hear. Because the honestly, Isaac Asimov is kind of a dry writer. Yes, um, I would agree that, with that. He's very like cerebral, obviously. Yes. So yep. they pump up the action in the show. They sure, add of course. Yeah. But I think they actually add mm -hmm. a lot of really cool concepts. We can talk about it after you watch it. But okay. there's a few things in there that I'm like, this is actually really, really interesting sci-fi, um, which weren't in the books from what I know, even though I didn't read them. So, um, yeah, I, I think it, it takes basically some of the tenets of the books and that plays on it. So it's more, a, it's, it's not a straight adaptation. It's more right, of a, yeah you know, inspired by, I guess. Okay. Which is yeah. fine. I, I'm fine with it. I'm yeah. not, I'm no, uh, there are some like Asimov purists out there. That I'm, 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 okay. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I think this is actually pretty cool. So. All right. Cool. Uh, and then I'm also watching Doctor Who or Dennis and I watched Doctor Who. And so we're five out. We've watched the first five episodes of, and next this Sunday is the finale of this season. Is it also uh, what Jodie Whittaker's last? So she's, yeah, this is her last full series. And then she's got three, she's got a new, she's doing a New Year's special, a Easter special, and then a 100 Years of BBC special in oh next October. And that's when she's leaving the show officially. Oh, God. So. I know. Sometimes it's like Doctor Who. Um, I, I never understood the scheduling. They're like sometimes it's like yeah, so it's, spread out. It's the like, one thing about this 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 flux thing, uh, this flux series of six episodes, is that it, they've tied it into the timing of the show. So the first episode fell on Halloween, so it's called the Halloween Apocalypse. Uh, the date uh, this Sunday's date. Um, November twenty second or twenty third's episode was also part of the episode that it was on and then okay. December 5th 
which is the finale, has come up in the story as well. So, oh, interesting. Um, it's interesting that's how they interesting. weave that in, but you also see, so you also see the same thing that's sort of happening with discovery is that the scenes are smaller, you know, with fewer actors. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of recognize that they were filming in COVID times too, if you're paying attention, mm, um, interesting. which sort of ups the drama, but, uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's building to this crazy place right now in, in, and, uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to land this plane in, in one hour. I don't know how they're going to do it. Mm. Um, or land it enough that you don't feel like you're gypped. Um, oh, interesting. Because they do have a New Year's special. So that, that that's only a few, obviously less than a month away now. So yeah, yeah. Um, to wrap that up. So yeah, we'll see see what happens. But it's been, a, it's been an interesting, crazy, very different season of Doctor Who. And, and I like it in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't like how hard it is to watch it, though. Let's just say that. Why? So, uh, you know, you need cable to watch BBC America. Right. Um, I didn't feel like paying for AMC Plus, even though I think it's like $1.99, like just for one show. I mean, I guess I could have. It's just annoying that it's on some 17th ranked, you know, rated streaming service. Right, right um so i yeah that's been my frustration this year it's i thought it was going to be on hbo like the same day it's not oh so um that's annoying yeah so it's been a little bit more challenging to watch than i would have liked yeah um but you know well mike why make it so hard to watch you know i don't know i mean you know bbc has always been very strange about how they send out things and yeah Mm. it's just um yeah so uh but that may change with future seasons because uh i think they're working on new distribution deals and i think oh russell t T davies who brought the series back in 2005 is the new is coming back to run the show again okay um so uh yeah so and bringing the productions company that did the first couple of seasons uh, back into the fold so um, got it so i think it'll and and he also i guess he also plans to c- sort of build like a star trek type multiverse of oh, uh, God. <laughs> of different of you know of different shows probably you know like well they had torchwood and yeah that was a while and, ago you though. know so um i think there's this this desire to create a more i loved uh children of earth that that miniseries. Yeah, that was a that was a phenomenal miniseries. Excellent. Excellent. Um what was Miracle Day? That was terrible. I did not like Miracle Day. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that's the when no one no one could die. Ugh. Yeah. It dragged so much. Like Children of Earth was like six episodes. It was tight. It was five. Um, It was Monday through Friday. And they showed it it as five. Five says they showed it Monday through Friday, one week. And so uh, yeah, it builds up. Like so good. So yeah, good. it was intense. And Peter Capaldi was in it, who be, later yes. became the doctor. Yes, that was very confusing. Like, um, he's so in it. Go back and, and watch it. You're like, that's the doctor. And yeah. no, this is before he was the doctor. So yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah, that was a that was a phenomenal series. I think yeah. I've watched it recently, probably in the last oh, really? couple of years. Yeah, hmm. may have tried. It, it I think it holds up. It's it's excellent. 
Yeah, for sure. Anyway, oh God. Okay. Um, we've talked a lot. Do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor? Of course I do. Uh, Fansets is our exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And, uh, you know, this month, actually yesterday, the December 1st releases came out. And we have Lower Decks versions of Deanna and Riker. It's Troy and Riker uh, came out this week. So that's really exciting. Uh, plus a bunch of other pins in other series. But those are the Star Trek releases for the first um, but we appreciate the the quality and the um, customer service that Fansets just delivers every single time. They're a great group of people. Lou and John and the whole team at Fansets do an incredible job of uh, creating amazing pins. And if you head on over to Fansets, put a bunch of pins in your cart. If you spend more than $30 on pins, you're going to get free shipping in the U.S., and uh, if you put the code DSPRIDE, all in caps, in there, you'll get 10% off your order. So we want to give a huge thank you to Fansets for sponsoring Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. Cool. All right. Finally, we are more or less done with this episode. So for those of you that want to reach us, um, we are around. We would love to hear from you. You can uh, touch base with us on socials, on Twitter, Instagram, at Deep Space Pride. Or you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that does it for this late night, Thursday night recording of this episode i'm sure we'll be talking again soon mike um and in the meantime for all you listeners thanks for joining us and we will see you soon have a great week everyone bye Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.